yeah, you don't need to have more than 10. And I know it's controversial, but you don't need to have more than 10 to get awesome returns. And I will tell you, as a former hedge fund manager, whenever I diversified, I made less money. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today, coming back with another fantastic episode with my friend, we're collaborating uh, together, bringing you a lot of content in terms of financial freedom and mindset freedom. This last episode, we just came out this last time, we went into some depth as far as some simple, basic things that can really shift a lot of the mindset uh, in terms of money and how freely you should be giving. And, And it doesn't have to be money, it can be a smile. Anyways, go back to that last episode. That was gold. That, that little nuggets in the middle there. I, I really love that part of that, which is why I think Joel and I get along so well. He comes to us with so much knowledge and information as far as the financial piece, right? His background, being an ex-hedge fund manager, managing millions and millions of dollars for a lot of folks and showing positive gains many, many multiple times. And he has a personal goal of helping over 100,000 people become financially free. And I love even just saying that out loud because that just puts a smile on my face because Joel is here to give. And I'm super excited. Today, we're going to dive into another one of his nine money rules. Actually, this one is number nine. I'm going to let him describe what number nine is, but I'm excited to to have Joel back on with us here again today. We're going to get into the nine money rules, talk mindset, talk financial freedom. It's going to be a lot of fun. Joel, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks so much for having me again, Randy. It's an extreme honor and pleasure to be here. So I just wanted to quickly review uh, rule number eight, which is do-it-yourself DIY investing, because I think just to sum up, one, people believe for some reason, it's a limiting belief. Again, we talked about limiting beliefs last time, that You need to have higher education to be an investor. And I think maybe it's because we're seeing all these advertisements by banks and financial institutions and uh, asset management, money management companies, and like, give us the money. By the way, these are the richest companies in the world, right? They're making the most money. There's a reason why they're making the most money because they're <laughs> taking your money and making money on it. So that's, that's why they have all, all the names on the sides of the buildings, right? That's because they've got all the money, right? Anyways, right. I just wanted to point that out too. They've got all Absolutely. the names on the buildings. I'm sorry to interrupt, so, but please continue. Yeah, no, it's fine. So first point is you don't need to have an MBA in finance. You don't need to have, or even a college degree to generate massive returns in in the stock market or investing in general. So that's point number one. It only takes a third or fourth grade education to be an investor. If you can add, subtract, multiply, and divide, you can be an amazing investor. Now, rule number two in the nine money rules is intuition. Uh, We've talked about that in the past a little bit, but I know some women friends of mine who are amazing have amazing intuition and by the way, 
like when we talk about investing, if they have just put their money where their mouth is, they would make tons of money. So, it, you know, you don't need a higher education, you know, math, fourth, fifth grade math. And then the other point I just wanted to highlight again, which we talked about last time, was taking responsibility for your life and all aspects of your life, including your money. And some people have come to me and said, Joel, you know, I gave my money to that financial advisor, financial planner. Um, they are managing my money. So, you know, if they do well, it's on them. If they do poorly, it's on them. I'm like, no, it isn't. You chose them. <laughs> it's your responsibility. You can't give up responsibility. Stop. You know, this is a general comment in life. Take responsibility for your life. Stop blaming others. You know, I've been divorced twice. I take full responsibility for both of those divorces. I chose the women. It's, it's on me, right? So stop, you know, in general, take responsibility for your life. Stop blaming others. So that, that was just a little quick summary of, you know, DIY investing. So let, let's talk about don't diversify because don't diversify, I think, may be the most controversial of the nine money rules millionaire suits. People don't hear this ever. In fact, when I mention it, they usually don't want to debate with me. So we'll just, it'll just go silent <laughs> because they're like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> so first of all, Charlie Munger, Charlie Munger, who's the chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. He's 99, by the way, I think he's turning hundred on uh, January 1st, uh, 24 said, uh, and his net worth, by the way, is approaching $5 billion. It's it's not small. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people now worth more than 10, but it's not small. Uh, he has been Warren Buffett's right-hand man for literally 50 years, maybe 60 now. And he said, the whole secret of successful investing is non-diversification. If you know nothing, diversify say that again so, so yeah so that was powerful if you know the, yeah Lama, that you said, whole, say that again. the whole secret of successful investing is non-diversification if you know nothing diversify wow okay so the Good. point is the richest people in the world don't diversify actually warren buffett let me just quickly quote him he said if I had my druthers, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the exact quote. He said, if I had my druthers, I would invest at least 50% of my net worth in one investment. So here's the point. When you have belief, rule number one in the nine money rules, when you have conviction, you've done the research, you've done your five-step stock screen, my five-step proprietary stock screen, you've created the price targets, you've done the analysis, and again, it's not rocket science. It takes a few minutes. Then you have high belief. And you could also check your intuition, rule number two, and say, what's my intuitive level on this one to 10, where 10 is, you know, my intuition's like, oh, wow, I'm going to make a ton of money in this. Or, or one is no way I'm going to make money. Just check your intuition. But you've done those things. Then you don't need to diversify. And I will tell you, last time, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about some of the richest people in the world, Elon Musk and Bill Gates 
Elon Musk from Tesla and and SpaceX and and uh, Bill Gates from Microsoft and Jeff Bezos from Amazon. They're all worth over a hundred billion dollars, and and I think Elon's worth over two hundred billion. I, I can't even conceive of these numbers. But the point being, they didn't diversify to get rich. Bill Gates created Microsoft and kept all of his, even after he retired as chairman of Microsoft, he kept like 90% plus of his net worth in Microsoft. And Jeff Bezos, you know, started Amazon and he owned like 5% of Amazon. And at the peak, I think his net worth, he was the richest man in the world, you know, five years ago at 150 billion. And he didn't diversify, he had all his net worth in or 98% in Amazon and Elon Musk, the same thing. Okay. He has two or three companies, but three, again, I don't call that diversification. You have three different stocks or three different businesses. That's not diversification. And that's 250 billion worth. So again, the richest people in the world are, they're not putting money into my, you know, Bill Gates didn't put money, some money in Apple. He didn't put some money in Google. He didn't, you know, put his money in 12 different, hundred different companies. But we're taught by the media uh, to do that. And actually, I think Harry Markowitz is the father of modern portfolio theory. And so he, based on some simplifying assumptions, created the theory of modern portfolio theory, which says to diversify. But actually, if you read the paper, and I did, and it's in the nine money rules millionaires use, uh, if you read the paper, he says that if you want to maximize returns, don't diversify. That specific quote from Harry Markowitz, the father of modern portfolio theory, is ignored. If you want to maximize your returns, don't diversify. And do you think that that's because the money managers are trying to get more of that capital, right, from folks that are blindly leaving it to them to manage? And it, so they keep that mindset of diversification as being a priority to folks. So they just blindly just keep giving and just keep giving it right without even questioning whether or not they should or shouldn't. Uh, is that, do you think that that's part of it? It's just a matter of just knowledge and information, understanding that's even what's true. I, I, I will say it goes back to rule number one, belief hmm. and, and uh, belief slash faith versus fear. And, and Peter Lynch, who we mentioned last time, talked about this as well, because the way that portfolio managers risk is, is if they do really well, they, they may get a little bit higher bonus, but if they do poorly, they're fired. Mm. So it's an asymmetric risk for them. They're not, they're not going to go out on a limb and, and, and be less diversified by a lot to try to get, you know, 5% more to get like an extra, you know, 10% bonus because the risk is they get fired because they do 10% less. And think about then it's the present value, all the future earnings as a portfolio manager, it's really hard to get another job as a portfolio manager. So that's why the risk is skewed. And so I would say it's fear. So you, if you're a portfolio manager, you're not going to put it the, your investments in five or 10 companies because if the index is up 20% and you're up 10, you're fired or down, you're definitely fired. So you want to, it's called index hugging, 
right? They hug the index. So if the overall Standard & Poor's 500 index this year is up, you know, call it 12%, eight to 15, great. If you're at zero, you do that for two years, you're gone. So they're gonna have mostly those 500 stocks. Well, you don't need to have the 500 stocks because the first 100 represent 80% of the return. So you have, you, you probably weighting some of those 100 a little bit more, a little bit less, but you have the top 100. And almost every portfolio manager, you know, there's sector funds and all that, but excluding those, the general funds, they're within some percentage of the overall index. And not taking control allows, keeps the individual away from those you mentioned in a previous episode, the, the multiples returns, right? Not the entire upside, I would say, right? Is that true as well? Absolutely. So yeah. they're playing, they're playing small because they're trying to keep their jobs, but you could be losing out or missing out by not taking it in, in-house, right? Taking control of it yourself through the stock screen that you shared to have the potential upside. I mean, you mentioned a 10 bagger that is your goal. You haven't quite gotten there yet, but we're working on that, right? With, yeah, yeah. Is that accurate as well? Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's the thing is it just comes back to fear. And if you look at a lot of things in life throughout your day, are you acting on limiting beliefs or empowering beliefs? So you're acting in fear or faith and check yourself throughout the day. And it not, it's not just investing, but Generally, you know, three years ago, a lot of people weren't going outside, <laughs> right? And so, and even to this day, some people will go outside, but still wear a mask. And I will say to you that they're living their lives in fear, right? They're not living their lives in faith that they're going to be fine. They're going to be healthy no matter what. So it's the same thing here. These people, and, and I will tell you, investors especially are just so fearful. I mean, I felt it 2008 when I was managing money at City, and the markets were generally going down and it was palpable. I would look at my screens and I would just feel the low vibration, the fear, the worry, just by looking at all the red and feeling like, the millions and millions of people who are worried and fearful about losing money, about their retirement accounts, about their homes and so on. And so think about that all day, every day throughout your day. How are you acting? Are you acting because of worry or fear? Are you acting because of belief and faith? And I, you know, there's different levels, right? Of the emotional guidance scale. Are you hopeful? Or are you scared? Are you overwhelmed? Right? And, and the highest level on the emotional guidance scale is appreciation, gratitude, abundance, prosperity, joy, and happiness, and passion. So where are you operating? If you're operating down here in worry and fear and limiting beliefs, it's really hard to get to abundance. You're down here. We talked last time about frequency and vibration and energy. You're on the wrong radio station. You're on the wrong frequency. You're on 102.3, not 92.3. And 92.3 is where all the abundance is. So think about that throughout your day. And so that really comes into play in the diversification game, I, I believe, is the portfolio managers are fearful about losing their job, about not getting a bonus, 
you know, mostly about losing their job. So they're not going to take massive risk, quote unquote, massive risk. It's not risk, right? Because Harry Markowitz, the father of modern portfolio theory said, if you want to maximize return, don't diversify. Right there, plain black and white, right? That's what he said. It's in the paper, but people gloss over that because of all the other math that's in the paper that says, based on these assumptions, that if you, you know, you want to, there's volatility up, you know, the way he calculated volatility is upside and downside. Do you really care if like the average return is 10%, but you're getting 30? No, <laughs> but he calculated the total variability as the upside and the downside. I don't think you'll care if you're getting an extra 20%. So if you take that out, you're not maximizing return. So let's say someone is hearing this and it's completely challenging their current belief system, the diversification, and they've got basically alarm bells going off in their head, right? They're, the internal voice is going crazy. There's like, there's no way, you know, Joel's, Joel's crazy, Joel's this, Joel's that, right? Which I'm sure we get that a lot as far as the way we believe, right? Which is usually different than the mainstream, the media and those types of things. But do you have any specific ideas for folks you shared a little bit there as far as the fear versus faith? Is there like an exercise somebody can go through that like literally right now they could hit pause. They're having those, that internal dialogue. They're having those negative beliefs and we're trying to get them to a certain frequency, right? That's going to try to create some of that abundance in their life. Is there anything that they could do to try to, to like a, almost like a coping mechanism to get themselves out of that negative state into more of a positive state? Great, great question, Randy. And from my TEDx talk, and anybody who's watching, it's free. It's on YouTube. It's called How to Create Money Miracles. And in the TEDx talk, I was explaining how affirmations are so powerful. And I gave examples of some affirmations. And then I said, and I know some of you may be thinking right now, but Joel, like I just lost money in the stock market or Joel, like I just, you know, like I don't have that kind of money. So what I recommend is using my good friend and mindset breakthrough coach, Andy Dooley's powerful reframe, stop, cancel, clear, get the fear out of here. Or you could use the other F word. <laughs> or the other F word. We'll, we'll keep that one. We'll keep this a clean episode. But yes, I think folks can understand what the different F word is. But can you repeat that one more time? I love that. Can you say that one more time? Stop. Cancel, clear, get the fear out of here. And it, you're saying it with energy. I want people to realize that too. And I know if you're watching this, you'll see Joel, his completely, his, his entire persona changed as he's going through that exercise. And just to understand that it's the energy that you do that is going to help you through that belief change or challenge, right? Would you agree with that too, Joel? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things I say in my TEDx talk is, to say the affirmations out loud with emotion and put your name in them. Hmm. Like I did, and so like on the positive side, put your name in them. So I, Joel Solomon, am so grateful for all the abundance and prosperity in my life. I, Joel Solomon, enjoy my prosperity and share it freely with the world. There's a different energy if you're saying it out loud with emotion and putting your name in them, right? Then just saying it and putting it in your head, thinking it. It, you know, sound vibration is a different vibration than thought vibration. It's even more powerful. So putting those sound vibration, we said earlier, I think it was in another episode, we said there's 75,000 thoughts you have a day and 7,500 words you say a day. So 
you know, think good thoughts and, and say good words. So it's really important to say it out loud with emotion and putting your name in it is also really important because you're recognizing to yourself, okay, I'm saying it for me. And we, before we hit record on this episode, we, we had a short dialogue as far as realizing that folks, if you can take control of that dialogue that's going on in their, in their heads, it's also coming out of their mouths, which as they're speaking that energy into existence is controlling their outside environment, right? So the idea of using the diversification, what we're talking about today, if that's creating some, some negative feelings inside of you, some negative thoughts, some negative ideas, it's about capturing those and realizing that they're taking place. And then going through the process, like Joel just said, with his uh, affirmation and trying to get yourself in a different state of mind. It's a process. It's not easy. Joel said, and we once again, before we hit record there, you're probably not going to pick this up in an hour, but if you're consistent with it, you can pick it up over time and it becomes easier and easier and easier. Is that picking up there as far as what we were talking about earlier today? Absolutely. And, and the other thing I just wanted to point out is diversification. We've been talking about diversification of stocks within a stock portfolio, but the same holds for diversification of asset classes, meaning stocks and real estate and gold and bonds. And because the financial planner will tell you, okay, put 60% in stocks and 30% in bonds and 10% in gold and 10% in real estate. And again, why? What is that based on? It's based on fear. It's based on fear of loss. And the other concept is my belief, and it's an empowering belief, is there are areas where you're going to make a ton of money. It may be in real estate where you're like, real, like there's a woman I was talking recently and she's like, I really love real estate. Like it just like the home, the property, the, the whole concept of, you know, brick and mortar stuff that excites me. And I'm like, great. She's like stocks. I really can't get my hand. I'm like, fine, we'll teach you real estate. And then somebody else came to me and said, I love like building businesses and that whole concept. She's like, I really like, I really love stock picking. And I'm like, great, that's where we're going to focus. Now, did it make, does it make sense for me to teach the, the woman who's really enamored with stocks, real estate? She's not going to make a ton of money in real estate. And, but yet your financial advisor says, put some percent in real estate, some percent in bonds, some percent in stocks. And it's because, oh, what if this asset class does bad, then this one's going to do better. And it's all based on fear of loss. So think about that is, is what you're doing based on fear or faith. I know, again, this is going to sound crazy, but concentrate your investments. The best business leaders in the world do this and will continue to do this. And that's how they become mega wealthy. They have confidence in their own companies. So they don't diversify. They don't invest in other, in their competitors. And Peter Lynch, you know, who was the mutual fund manager for Fidelity Magellan, in the 1990s, he had the best performing fund for like eight or nine years. I think it averaged over 30% a year. So people were doubling their money every two, two and a half years. And he said, it's okay to just have a couple of handfuls of stocks, five or 10. And he was managing hundreds. At the peak, he managed a thousand. And that, that was the year where he couldn't find any good other good stocks. So he decided I'm quitting. <laughs> but yeah, you don't need to have more than 10. And I know it's controversial, but you don't need to have more than 10 to get 
awesome returns. And I will tell you, as a former hedge fund manager, whenever I diversified, I made less money. And sometimes I had 50, sometimes 70, because I was required to. There's a law, by the way, that says that you have to have a certain percentage, can't have more than a certain percentage in each stock. So by law, uh, I couldn't have less than like 40, long and short. You know, stocks I was betting was going to go up long and stocks I was going to go down short. And But I will tell you, the top five or so made me more than 100% of my return each year in my hedge funds. And the other 40, 50, 60 lost me money. So I have evidence. I have the proof if you want the spreadsheets to show you that this is how it works. And I'm pretty sure that's how it works at every mutual fund. If you ask them to write down the top five or seven or 10 high conviction, high belief ideas where they're most in faith at the beginning of each year, and then see how those did compare to the other 70, 90, 500. It's going to be, those are going to do worse and the highest conviction is one that's going to do the best. So that's where not diversifying is controversial, but as we're trying to prove through this conversation today, if that challenges your belief, if you're sitting there and this is challenging your beliefs, that's where getting involved with a person like Joel can help you through those limiting thoughts, those limiting doubts, that mindset that's keeping you from as he mentioned earlier, uh, he had a client that was more into real estate. Great. That's fine, right? The point is, is that finding the thing or finding the uh, asset class that lights you up will give you the energy, the belief, and then go go to work. Having someone like Joel on your side, on your corner, is going to completely exponentially grow the potential to have that gain. So take a minute, Joel, and explain to folks if they're trying to do this on their own, we talked about DIY in the last episode, which is fantastic, but it can still be a little overwhelming. Tell them how important it is to find someone like yourself that has not only the financial experience, right, with multiple different asset classes, but also comes to it from a from a mindset point of view, right, with their beliefs, trying to keep the fear out of their, I just love the way you said that just a little bit ago. I'm not going to try to repeat it right now because I would mess it up, but I just love that. The point is that you, you've got both aspects, the mindset and the financial education, and how valuable that is to help somebody exponentially grow their potential returns. Yeah, hashtag doubt the doubt. Have faith in the dream, have faith in the desire, and, and stop doubting yourself. You know, you have it, you were born to thrive. You came here to thrive, not just survive. And, you know, we talked about it earlier. It's, it's mindset and process, mindset and tactics. You have to have both. And if you're low on mindset, I'm going to work with you to get you to an, a prosperity, abundant mindset. And if you may have, like, I'm working about to work with a guy who has amazing tactics, amazing strategies already, but his mindset's not there. Now, having both is critical. You may have the best processes in place, but if you're doubting yourself, if your fear of loss, if you're spending every day in worry, like, I will tell you, there was a week when I was managing my hedge fund, I lost money every single day. Mm. And I started getting into that fear of waking up in the morning. I literally wrote this in the nine money rules. I wake up in the morning and think about what would go, what could possibly go wrong that day. Like, I'm going to, oh, it, it looks like I'm going to lose money again today. Like, that wasn't serving me, not serving me at all. Thinking about what I didn't want to happen. 
as opposed to thinking about what I did want to happen. And then it hit me, a buddy of mine who was in my mastermind group said to me, Joel, like, what are you doing? You're doing the opposite of, of what we all teach. And so think about what you do want to happen and work on that. And, you know, it's both. So having somebody in your corner who's supporting you, it could be me, it could be somebody else. I have had coaches. In fact, I had my first coach, my, my second full year managing money at city. So two, I've had a coach 2000, since 2009, so 14 years. So, and it's been so helpful because, you know, you have blind spots. Everyone has some blind spots. It's good to learn and grow every day. And that's what they're there. He just, I, for me, a lot of times I'm your accountability partner. So I'm going to help you to do the things you need to do in order to thrive. So folks are like, yeah, I need that. I want that. Where do I find more about Joel? Where can I get, where can these folks get connected with you to learn more about how they can take advantage of not only your wisdom, right? But your mindset and your beliefs, right? You can, they can have, take your beliefs and instill it in themselves to try to get some of these exponential gains that we're talking about. What's, what's the best place for people to reach you, Joel? Thank you, Randy. So it's solomore.com, S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. And you can sign up there for your free 30 minutes of prosperity coaching, absolutely free, no obligation to do anything else. By the way, things, people have changed and manifested thousands of dollars with just 30 minutes with me, um, hopefully more and you do tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. But uh, that is some crazy awesome things have happened in just 30 minutes. So I take me up on it. Please do. So folks go out there, take Joel up on his offer there of just jumping on the phone or jumping on a Zoom, uh, whatever communication is best. He will be able to help you get some of those beliefs. We talked about diversification today and how sometimes even just that word or that thought can really challenge some of the thoughts and beliefs that you have about how you manage your own money and your own situations. If you're struggling in any part of that, if, if talking about this subject today brought up any kind of negative feelings or negative thoughts, I would encourage you, jump on the phone with Joel, find out where those are coming from. He'll be able to ask you some certain specific questions that will be able to pinpoint where those are coming from. And then he's going to give you some solutions as to where to go to work to try to solve those ideas and those beliefs to then be able to have you, when you do take your DIY and take your money back in-house, you're going to be able to exponentially grow your, your potential uh, returns, which is exactly what he's trying to do with trying to help over 100,000 people become financially free, which is so super exciting. I just love saying that. So get a hold of Joel. I'm going to have all the, the links in the show notes uh, down below. The Salamore.com is the definitely the place to go if you aren't checking out the show notes. If, if you're catching this on the fly, go there, get connected with Joel. You'll be happy you did. And we look forward to coming back to you again with the next episode. Hey, if you're enjoying this, I would really love it if you would share it with your family and friends. We are coming together. Joel and I are trying to collaborate with different mindsets, different experiences, and trying to help bring as much value to you, the listeners, we possibly can. And how you can repay that back to us is to share it with people that you think that would know uh, and love the content that we're trying to produce here on the Rich Mind Podcast. So I would greatly appreciate that. And I thank you in advance if you'd be willing to do that for us. So go out there, have a fantastic day today. And I look forward to coming back next time, another collaboration episode here with Joel. So Joel, appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll be back again. Thanks so much. All right, folks, have a great day. We'll talk again real soon. Until then, bye now.
Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Thank you.